and welcome to this edition of the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School podcast and premium audio training. The first 20 minutes or so is podcast freely through the iTunes store and streaming to mobile devices from Stitcher.com. The balance of the program, which usually runs about 90 minutes, is a premium audio available for those who have registered or enrolled in the class. And if you've not yet done that, you can enroll for a single class, a 13-week quarter, or a full year at our primary website, theagelesswisdom.com. Include the T-H-E after the W's. It's the W's dot the agelesswisdom.com. And if you're not yet getting our free newsletter, click on the newsletter button when you go to that website. All we need is a first name, a primary email address, and your five-digit zip code. Don't add the extra four. That messes everything up. Just your first name, primary email address, and your five-digit zip code if you're inside the United States. I suppose I should mention if you're outside the United States, instead of entering a mailing code, you can just put a dot or a period in there, a comma, something like that, and uh, it'll allow you to submit at that point. Our topic for this edition is awareness and self-awareness. They're really the same thing. In fact, self-awareness is a little bit redundant because we don't talk about other people being aware or some sort of external state of awareness. Awareness is self-awareness. It's a very intimate and personal thing. And it runs the gamut from simply knowing your situation and yourself as an individual all the way out to capital A, awareness, a kind of a synonym in philosophy for the absolute. Many adherents to Eastern philosophy would tell you that awareness is really all there is. And the word is used, again, with a capital A, in many types of Eastern philosophy, Vedantism and Buddhism, Taoism, Confucianism, Hinduism. It's often used to represent a cosmic divinity, like the word absolute in Western philosophy. It's a way of speaking of the creative force, God, if you will, without anthropomorphizing divinity into a man. Although many orthodox or fundamentalist Christians will tell you God does have the form of a man, other Christians would say, well, not really. That's a bit of an allegory. God is spirit and therefore formless. Others, more progressive perhaps, more mystical in their view, would say that to anthropomorphize God or divinity, the creator, as a man-shaped being is nothing short of idolatry or blasphemy. But with absolute, or as in Eastern philosophy, awareness, when you capitalize it, you don't have that issue. So we can sidestep the whole debate. Now, again, I'm talking about a spectrum or a continuum. I used the word gamut a minute ago, meaning, again, 
that awareness can refer simply to your sense of yourself as an individual, your perception of the situation around you right here, right now, plus your awareness of your perception, your tendency to judge things as right or wrong, good or bad, in your interest or not in your interest, with us or against us. Many would say the problem is not how aware you are, but the judging that we do. And if you're really, truly aware, you'll give up that judgment. More on that in a minute. Awareness of your thoughts and your feelings, your belief systems, internal kinesthetic sensations. So externally and internally, if you are aware of the present moment, of your individuality, that would be one end of the spectrum all the way out to the transpersonal that I mentioned a moment ago, the idea of awareness with a capital A referring to the entire cosmos, a unified universe. For our purposes, we're going to talk about relative awareness. In other words, somewhere in between a sense of yourself as an individual and a sense of yourself as connected to everything is the idea of relative awareness. So I leave it to you to decide how aware you are and how you're going to identify yourself. What is not awareness? What is unawareness? Well, it would be not conscious or unconscious. Now, this is a little tricky, too, because there is such a thing as unconscious awareness. For example, we could say, well, this person is sound asleep. They're unconscious. They're completely unaware. And yet, if the alarm clock goes off, they wake up. So, on some level, they had awareness of their ability to hear, even though they were unaware, unconscious, sound asleep. Further, when we talk about unconscious awareness, there is this whole field of subliminal perception, and usually advertising comes up. I wonder how many of us have ever noticed the famous or infamous arrow in the FedEx sign. Between the letter E and the letter X, in the FedEx logo, is an arrow. But it's made out of the white space that our brain sees as standing behind the FedEx logo. So somebody has to usually point it out to you. And if you want to go online and Google FedEx and click on images, you'll see the FedEx logo, or if you got a package laying around the house, and the minute you look at that white space between the E and the X in FedEx, you'll see an arrow very clearly made out of white space pointing to the right. Remember, we read left to right. We think of left to right as moving forward or progress. So even though the conscious mind does not see, in most cases, the white arrow and the FedEx sign, there's plenty of evidence to indicate on a subliminal or unconscious level, we are aware of the suggestion that FedEx provides speedy service. 
If we had more time, we could even go into the research around people who are unconsciously aware of what's happening during surgery. And this can be a little bit spooky <laughs> because there is quite a bit of evidence that there are rare occasions, admittedly rare occasions, when people are fully anesthetized, absolutely unconscious in the middle of surgery, and yet on some level they're aware. They may be aware of the surgery while it happens, or as the result of the use of hypnosis, they can recall after the fact what happened during surgery, even though they were absolutely unaware at the time. So, is there such a thing as unconscious awareness? Yeah, but basically, unconscious means not aware or unaware. And that's a problem if you are awake and moving around in your life, but not really as aware, as awake, or as alert as you should be. Consider that when you wake up in the morning, you rise up through various levels or stages, various degrees of awareness. When you first stir in the morning and you open your eyes, you're really not fully aware just yet. You may be able to recall the dream you were having just a few moments ago, and slowly you rise up from sleep into the waking state. And of course, once you have that first cup of coffee or caffeinated tea, then you're even more fully awake and you go about your day awake, aware, alert. But I'd have you consider that throughout your daily life and affairs, throughout your waking day, you move through various stages or degrees of awareness. Who, for example, does not know the experience of sitting at a traffic light and suddenly somebody honks their horn because the traffic light turned green and you're still sitting there? Are you stupid? <laughs> of course not. Did you fall asleep? No, you're wide awake. You were listening to the radio, staring out the window, but you were unaware to some degree, not aware of the fact that the traffic light had gone from red to green, and hey, it's time to go. We all know the feeling of having lost our car keys. Does that mean we're stupid or foolish because we don't know where we left our car keys? Well, of course not. It just means the last time you had your car keys in your hand and you put them down, you were unaware of where you were putting them. You were thinking about something else. And so it goes with those who, on their way to work or school in the morning, try to remember, did I lock the front door? Did I turn off the stove? Did I ever turn off the water after my shower? Or did, <laughs> did I leave it running? I don't know. I can't remember. Some people who are particularly anxious and therefore easily distressed suffer from what's called obsessive-compulsive disorder, and they actually have difficulty getting the idea out of their heads. That's the obsessive side. Or they are compelled, the compulsive side, to turn the car around and go home and look, make sure they did lock the door, turn off the stove, or turn the shower off before leaving home. In fact, 
I'll bet you know the experience of driving a car across town and suddenly you come into an area where you look around wondering for just a moment, where am I? Oh, and you realize where you are, but then you wonder how you got there. Because the last five or ten minutes, the lights were on, but nobody was home. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I think most people have this experience from time to time, and it's a little scary because if you're on the freeway, it's like, what, was I driving in a trance? Or if you're on surface streets, how did I manage to stop at the red lights and and make the left-hand turn through the intersection without getting killed if I have absolutely no memory or recollection, no awareness of having done any of that. So you see what a rich and huge field self-awareness really is. There is the psychological side, which we've just lost over here very quickly. And then there is the transpersonal or spiritual side of awareness, which we hinted at a moment ago, and includes the idea of higher consciousness or expanded awareness. This is of interest to people who want insight into the nature of inspiration, revelation, or epiphany. What is that aha experience of Eureka illumination, especially to those who have a spiritual orientation and are, in a mystical sense, seeking an approach to divine unity or harmony at the very least? How does one, in a spiritual sense, raise their consciousness or expand their awareness to open your heart, really, intuitively, to an experience of more peace and love than most people know. Frankly, what love means to the vast majority of human beings on this planet is limited to an emotional concept of love. I love my kids, I love my parents, my family, my siblings, my friends. I love the cat, the dog. I love this day. Hopefully you love your job. Maybe you love your car. I'm not sure. But the idea of spiritual love, what the Greeks called agape, to love God or experience God's love for you, to feel love as a magnetic attraction or a connection to all that is, to love a flower or a tree or the view of this horizon, this panorama, this sunset, watching a baby being born, for example, or kittens playing, or puppies romping, or a newborn colt prancing through a field of clover, to experience life in all of its richness is a quality of fulfillment that those who seek higher consciousness or expanded awareness, often describe as ineffable. And that's a great word to know if you're not familiar with ineffable, because basically it's a word that means there are no words to explain what I'm talking about. The great American psychologist William James said in a book he wrote 
in 1902, the varieties of religious experience, that a mystical experience of expanded awareness or higher consciousness had two qualities. One was ineffability. In other words, no words to describe the experience. Uh, You're just blown away. The British have a word gobsmacked that might work, but ineffability means I just can't find the words to describe it. And that's why we appreciate poets and songwriters who are able, in many cases, to give us the words and the lyrics to express what otherwise we'd have difficulty expressing. The second quality of the mystical experience is gnosis, the transference of knowledge, an awareness that we would have to describe as understanding. And that's about as much as I've got time for in this first part of the program, the first 20 minutes or so that we podcast freely around the world. For those who have enrolled, or if in the next week you're willing to enroll, In the premium training, you're going to learn about three elements of awareness that I'll outline for you briefly right now. First, unconditional acceptance of all things without judgment, including the impermanent nature of the material world. Acceptance is a difficult and challenging concept. Because to many people, particularly in the Western world, it sounds like a concession, like surrender or conciliation. And we're taught to meet it with defiance. I will never accept this gross injustice. But for those who enroll in our premium training, you'll come to understand the first element of awareness or self-awareness unconditional acceptance, not as an ending, but a place to begin. It really means embracing reality right here, right now, in the present moment, deliberately and purposefully, without judging something as good or bad, right or wrong, simply accepting it, including the impermanence of all material things, for nothing lasts in this world All things do indeed pass. The second element of awareness and self-awareness is insight. And this may be logical or it may be intuitive. And we'll talk about the two kinds of insight. And the third is mindful responses. Substituting for knee-jerk reactions or reflexive behavior, deliberate, well-reasoned, even-tempered choices. And we're going to share a little mantra with you that I call the mindfulness mantra, which starts with, I have choices right here, right now. So to enroll, go to our primary website, the w's.theagelesswisdom.com. You can try it out for a single week for just $6.95. When you enroll for 13 episodes, you get a nice discount and Those who enroll for a full year, of course, get the deepest discount of all. The premium training usually runs about 90 minutes total, but we're happy to provide the first 20 minutes for you free of charge through the iTunes store, its podcast, to your 
aggregator of choice, and also streaming now to automobile dashboards and smartphones and tablets, iPads, and Kindle and such through Stitcher Radio, Stitcher On Demand. Just like it sounds, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R dot com. You can listen right on your computer or download the mobile app for Android or iOS at stitcher.com. Thanks a lot for being here. Stay tuned if you're a premium training listener and to the rest of you. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.